hear our conversation? Look at listen to Schaefer. Listen to us. Two breaks ago, I said one of, we were talking about what we got coming up on Thursday. Have we even said that yet, or are we saving that? No, drop Save it. it. We'll tell it tomorrow. Oh, tell you about it tomorrow. You gotta we got something fun coming up on Thursday. Feed the people, man. Nah. I'm listening to Schaefer, and he was giving me the the no. So, uh, there you go. That's why he's a man that that's why controls he's a godfather. plan. That's why he's, he's a godfather. godfather. We, but I just said, you know, one of the most fun conversations I ever had was I had Young MC on Fox Sports Radio yeah. for like 15 minutes a few years ago. And um, basically talked about Bust a Move. Bust a Move. And then, yeah. I mean, he had some other stuff, too. But... Just he was a big time sports fan. He was able to talk. He was an interesting guy. We ought mm-hmm. we ought to try to have him on. I definitely. I'm all for music stuff, man. Bill Bender. I don't know if he's a music guy or not, but he is a great writer. Sure. Sporting news in Ohio. So intriguing. We can kind of thread the needle between college and pro. Bill, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm tired. I was up late watching that game, but uh, it was a fun game last night. Uh, yeah, I, I actually was. Unable to shut down for like an hour after that game. So I'm on limited sleep. I couldn't get to sleep till around midnight last night just because there was so much happening. And I actually think that was the game of the year in the NFL. Yeah, it probably was. Um, you know, obviously a lot going on with Lamar Jackson comes in and, you know, you do the Willis Reed analogy, whatever you want, <laughs> throws that touchdown. Cleveland takes it right back down. That was, I thought Baker Mayfield played awesome last night. Yeah. And then, you know, Justin Tucker, I mean, is there a more clutch kicker than him? I mean, so many clutch moments in the last, what, 205 in the game. It was like that last 205 might have been the best 205 of the game I've seen in years. Yeah, I mean, and you kind of saw it coming, too. I said 45-42 on Twitter, like, as soon as Kareem Hunt was deemed to have scored, because I just said, well, I mean, you've given him a lot of time. It's not like Mm -hmm. he's going to miss the kick (laughs) if you give him the opportunity there. The thing you said about Baker, I actually want to go back to that for a second, because... I, I was very impressed with Baker owning up and say because the defense was taken a lot last night because they gave up 47 points. But Baker's just like, hey, the defense didn't throw that bad interception. And this is a guy that has not turned the football over in a long, long time until that. But then after that play, he came back and played well. He he looks like he has matured quite a bit under Kevin Stefanski. Looks like Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, getting out on the out of the pocket, making big throws. Uh, Hanging in the pocket, hitting it around, playing with confidence. You know, some people call it cockiness, but I mean, that's always worked for him. I mean, I always tell people probably the greatest college football performances I've ever seen was that night he planted the flag at Ohio State. Everybody remembers him doing that. They forget that he was lights out that night at a tough venue. And if he play, keeps playing like that, I mean, there'll be a tough out in the playoffs. I don't think they're ready for the Chiefs yet, but. Uh, you know, I'm a Packers fan. I'm not sure anybody's ready for the Chiefs right now. Oh man! So just and, and just as a whole, man, Cleveland. Of course, they they've got to play like this and be in these uh, nationally televised games to where people can see. Okay, this isn't the old Cleveland. Of course, I'm an AFC foe against Cleveland in a sense. Just always have been. But I even had to admit last night, just. Man, they might be onto something. They could be a team that's tough to beat. And I still say this: give him Baker maybe one more year. What is this? His third or fourth year, in a sense of his development. And I think you got something special there with some of the young guys on defense growing up and just them becoming more stable. Is this how you view this team moving forward? Well, I, you know, you probably have a better perspective on this than me over the years. But being from Ohio, you know, there's a psychological bend to it with the Bengals and Browns when it yeah. comes to the Steelers. 
Um, you know, the Bengals couldn't beat them for years, even though they had good teams. I was at the playoff game, you know, the one where that was the craziest two minutes of a football uh-huh. game I've ever been a part of in my life. Probably you too. Yes. Um, you know, and the Browns, it's the same deal. I think there's a little bit of a psychology to it in these games against the Ravens and the Steelers. And last night, I mean, I, the, the, the moral victory thing's tough to do on a Tuesday morning, but I think they feel like they can play with the other teams that are going to be in the playoffs in the AFC. And the AFC 1-7, to you know, with the Steelers, the Bills, the Titans, the, the Colts, um, if Miami slips in there, I think the AFC playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard to try to figure out exactly what's going to happen. But one more question surrounding that is: Who do you think's best equipped to beat the Chiefs? Is it is it Bills and or Titans, or do you have another answer? And if Bud Dupree doesn't get hurt, it's the Steelers. Yeah, um, but I think you know they're going to have to make some adjustments on defense, and their offense has been a little stale. It's probably you know the two teams are the I think it's the Bills. With how they're playing with Josh Allen, um, they're a lot like the Browns right now, playing you know up and coming and playing with a lot of confidence. And you know, I'll pull a homer card here, but I think Green Bay on the other side. If we get a Green Bay Kansas City Super Bowl and you get Rodgers and Mahomes playing the way they're playing, that could be every bit as entertaining as what we just watched last night. So okay, on that same sense, the NFC is one of those. It's the it's, that conferences. You don't know who's coming out of it. One weekend, it seems like the Rams are going to be the team. Next week, it's New Orleans. So right now, your front runner is, is Green Bay, considering what, um, I guess New Orleans and also, uh, what Tampa has. Nobody really is, is, is clearing the way, the way Green Bay is at this time. Well, Green Bay's defense is still, all those teams have a question mark too. Like yeah. Green Bay's the defense. New Orleans is, is Breeze coming back. Tampa Bay's week to week consistency is really off. And I think you hit it the, Team I'm kind of watching each week, and I'm like, they're starting to look like they did a few years ago the Rams. Yep. And when Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over, they're right there. But I think the key for Green Bay over these next three weeks, and they got to play the Titans soon, that's a big game. If Green Bay gets home field, which they haven't been able to do in these recent seasons, mm-hmm. I like their chances. Um, you know, just because of the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, he their offense is elite, but their defense, again, they just don't have that ability to close the door i mean even with the lions on sunday they, that game took a lot longer than it should have clark lee at vanderbilt uh that gets announced and obviously there's there are bigger deals to fry at auburn and maybe at tennessee and uh, there's a lot of deals there but when you think about lee leaving notre dame a guy that graduated from vanderbilt that's from this area but the only knock is you moved one defensive guy out that was used to coaching at a school where it's hard to get people in, where he did it at Stanford. And now you're bringing in another guy who is a defensive-minded guy from Notre Dame, but a great recruiting guy as well. What do you think of the Clark Lee hire? I like it because you know he's going to care being an alum. There's mm-hmm. been a little bit of an extra bend to that. Uh, he obviously, last three years, um, Notre Dame's been in the top 15 in scoring defense. He's taken, there was years under Brian Kelly where Notre Dame had a good defense. Now they have a borderline elite defense. And if he can take that model, I mean, and recruit some of those similar guys to Vanderbilt on that side of the ball, I think it will help, you know, the program as a whole. Yeah. I do like the hire. I think he's going to get a lot of attention. There were people that thought that Clark Lee would have been in line for, you know, quote unquote, bigger job at one of those programs if that popped open. But, um, I like how he fits in Vanderbilt. I think he'll do a good job there. Um, 
you're the perfect person to answer this question for me or just it was discussion that was had. We had it here on our show and I've had it with off off air also is this. In the last twenty years, there's only been one or one school, one program that's been able to stay steady above five hundred in the win loss column. No matter the coaching change, no matter the era. Another one is Georgia, but in that twenty years it's been Ohio State where they've actually won a national championship too. The question I got for you in the years that they went six and six, and I think they finished like six and seven, or they might have been teetering between the Trestle era and just moving in between other coaches is two things, I guess. How are they able to do that being in Ohio where it's get cold, where it gets cold and you're getting recruits from California, Florida, just Texas, all across the, 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 the nation? And the other one is, you know, how does the fan base react to them having a mediocre year in which they hadn't really had many of them? The only one, the last one they had was that in between Urban and Trestle year with Luke Fickle when he was the interim coach. I think that was the last yeah. bad year, so to speak. Um, a couple things. I mean, the high school ball here is awesome, always has been. And uh, Urban took what Jim Trestle did, and he started recruiting like an SEC powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And not they're the only Big Ten school that does that. You know, Michigan and Penn State do okay, but they don't recruit like Ohio State. I mean, you can go look at how many Ohio State guys are in the NFL right now. You can make your own NFL team mm-hmm. with Ohio State guys, and they'd probably be pretty good. It, I think Ohio State and Alabama are the only two teams you can really do that with, yeah. field almost a full team. And uh, I think they develop guys within three years and get them ready for the NFL, as good as Alabama and Clemson. And this year... They're going to win the Big Ten championship. They've won 20 straight Big Ten games, and they're going to get back in the ring with the other heavyweights, whether it's Clemson, Alabama, or Notre Dame. I think around here, I don't think we're going to get it just because of how the pairings shake out, but uh, a Notre Dame-Ohio State Rose Bowl would be a lot of fun. Bill Bender of the Sporting News joining us. What is Auburn doing exactly, Bill? Uh, they're, they're, it looks like they're paying $21-plus million to send Gus Malzahn away, and the report's emerging that Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator, is the leading candidate. Do you believe that you would actually jettison Gus Malzahn in order to promote his defensive coordinator, or would you maybe concur with a Barrett Salee or somebody that thinks that's a smokescreen for something else? It's got to be a smokescreen, and Barrett knows <laughs> what he's talking about there. Um, that I'll be honest, that one Sunday really surprised me because uh, – you kind of, as you go through this process at the end of the season, you kind of map out which coaching changes could happen. And I, you know, I had, Gus's seat's always hot is the way I looked at it. And they never, I thought, didn't think they would pull that this year. But, um, you know, the, the candidate that makes the most sense is the most controversial one. It's uh, Hugh Freeze. Yeah. We know he can coach. We, we know he had a scheme that bugged Nick Saban when mm-hmm. he was at Ole Miss. I mean, they beat them back to back years and almost beat them a third straight year. So, if they can stomach that and the SEC allows it, I think that's where you got to go. If he is not in the running because the assumption is he wants to go to Tennessee, if you're Tennessee, do you get rid of Jeremy Pruitt? Do you think Hugh Freeze is good enough with the risks involved to go there and try to turn that program around? Yeah, again, yeah same deal. If you can stomach it, why not? Because, I mean, you're, they've turned into the same results on a year-to-year basis. They, the, I think I put that story this year where they lose these rivalry games to Florida and Georgia and Alabama. It was somewhere in the neighborhood of an average of between 28 and 30 points under Pruitt against the three schools. Um, somebody's got to change it. And Hugh Freeze, again, his 
for all the things that he brings, and he asked Ole Miss to fall out with considerable, um, he can coach offense. He can yeah. coach quarterbacks. And in this game, in this age, you need offense and you need a quarterback to even have a chance. Uh, speaking of offense, was it a major mistake by Florida by not having Kyle Pitts on the uh, field this past weekend? Because they definitely could have used him. And if there was ever a conversation to be had about them getting into the SEC championship, I mean, get winning, I mean, getting into the college football playoffs and possibly beating uh, Alabama, which I doubt. I mean, they kind of ruined those chances with their loss, right? I mean, if they beat Alabama on Saturday, there's going to be a long conversation about whether the first two loss teams should make the playoff. Huh. But, but they, I still don't think they're going to get in. I think Alabama's in no matter what happens. Yeah. Okay. And, um, they're going to blame this, like, you know, when Wilson threw the shoe, that's one thing. <laughs> but they messed around with LSU. Yeah. They, they allowed them, they turned the ball over three times in the first half. Could be by a freshman quarterback, you know. They, they, you know, they made their own bed, so to speak. And you know, even without Kyle Pitts, Kyle Trask threw for four hundred seventy-four yards, but just too many costly mistakes in that situation. Who would you take on the team in terms of most valuable, Trask and Mac Jones, or Kyle Pitts and Devontae Smith? I mean, that's what makes voting for the Heisman this year so hard. I, I mean, right now. Devontae Smith's probably the best player in the country. Kyle Pitts is an absolute matchup nightmare, and he's going to be awesome in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But as we know, the Heisman is his quarterback award, and you know Trask and Mac Jones will be right there. I think if Justin Fields played more games, he'd probably be there. And as I've been telling people all along, Trevor Lawrence might be go, go down as the greatest college football player of all time if they win the national title, and he might never be a Heisman finalist. Wow. That's crazy to me. And, uh, you know, Ian Book's even playing well enough that he probably should be in the running. So this weekend we'll probably make some decisions. But, I mean, for Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, and Kyle Pitts, it's a chance to go make that signature moment. Right now we're at a point to where it seems like all of football, in a sense, if you're going to win, you're winning offensively. I mean, look at the uh, college world right now. We're, we're really not bringing up one powerful, like, defensive player Around is it kind of weird seeing the the change go to strictly offense across all leagues on how to win games? Even at Alabama at this point, where they've been known for years to have a monstrous defense. I mean, they they still have been pretty good the last five games, giving up just seven points per game, and they're they're blowing people out. And um, Notre Dame's got a pretty good defense, but yeah, I mean the the game is quarterback score forty a game. If you give up around twenty to twenty four, you're okay. It's yeah. almost like we made fun of Big Twelve football for years. Well, a lot of college football has become Big Twelve football. You look at the way Clemson and Alabama and Ohio State play; they, they score forty to forty five with an elite quarterback, and then we question their defense a little bit because they give up some points in the fourth quarter. And uh, all three of those teams are going to be back in the playoffs, and chances are one of them is going to be holding up the national championship trophy. Bill, we appreciate it, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot. Take care, guys. Thanks, man. That's Bill Bender of the Sporting News. Uh, He's in a good place to be right now. He's in a football epicenter in Ohio. Just being around Ohio State and just the Browns right now being what they are, probably a fun time. It is. Honestly, to be up there covering all that. He's looking forward to, I mean, even still, Burrow coming back. Indeed. For him. So we didn't do this off the top of the segment because we wanted to get to Bill a little bit sooner, but it is Titans Ticket Tuesday. 
presented by Kentucky Legend. Right now, be caller number five to Jonathan Schaefer at 615-737-ZONE. That's 0663 or 737-9663. Caller five right now wins two tickets to see the Titans v. The Lions this Sunday at Nissan Stadium. Again, caller number five, Titans Ticket Tuesday. We do it three times on Tuesdays. You'll hear it later on today, but your first chance right now at 615-737-ZONE. We'll react to some of what Bill said when we come back. Jay Martin, Ramon, 104.5 The Zone.